0: Hello, hello. We are back. Uh, we, me, <laughs> we meaning Alex and I, or me and Alex. I'm terrible with grammar, so <laughs> I'm not really sure um, which one of those is proper. But we are back with um, with another episode of Girl, Have You Read? Um, and we have a very special guest today, which we're. I'm, I, we're excited because, you know, the, the episodes with the guests, those are the most fun to me because yes. um, we get to, not that I don't – <laughs> not, not that Alex is just chopped liver, but um, it it's,
1: nice
0: a to, it, <laughs> okay. it's nice to have someone else on, and I'm really excited about today's guest because um, we talk a lot about um, about supporting our indie authors. And, you know, making sure that their names are out there. But this person, um, doesn't, I don't think she really needs anybody, at <laughs> least of all us, you know, to put her name out there. She is plenty popular on her own. Um, one of our most, uh, one of our most popular, um, indie authors in mm-hmm. this contemporary romance genre. Um, and the things that she writes, there's such complexity. Yeah. She touches it's another level. It's me. another level. Yes. Yeah. Hey, it, I appreciate that so much. Can you go play, though? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't podcast on Wednesdays usually. <laughs> so we may have a fourth a fourth voice on the podcast this week. Um, that was you guys' first introduction to, to my little girl. Um, but... <laughs> Hopefully, she keeps herself busy, as I thought she already was before we started. But anyway, back to the matter at hand. Um, This person, this author, um, writes with a complexity and a depth that I don't know that, I mean, we we could say contemporary romance, but I think it kind of encompasses... Right, I think that it kind of encompasses um, a lot more, but we'll let her talk about that. Um, We are talking today with the fabulous Love Belvin, author of, okay, hold on. (laughs)
1: Get it right, Christina, get it right,
0: okay. (laughs) I was going to say all the titles, but I'll be talking for a really long time if I do that. So she is author of um, Love's Empowerment. Improbable Possibility, um, which is a series, Waiting to Breathe, which is another series, um, Love's Inconvenient Truth, standalone, and the recently completed, I was about to call them Pastor Panties, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do Ezra like that on today. The recently completed um, Love Unaccounted series, Miss Love Belvin. So go ahead and introduce yourself for us, love. I think you
2: did a great job there. <laughs> 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 I think you did a fabulous job. Thank you, ladies, for having me here. And congratulations to you, Alexandra, on your recent release, A Rehearsal for Love. Oh, thank you. And you for your uh, recent release, Pulling Doubles. Congratulations to you both. Thank you. We're here you to talk you.
1: about us. Yeah, we skip over <laughs> us. We skip over.
2: I'm just showing some Jersey hospitality and saying congratulations. Thanks again mm. for having me. We appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for coming on.
1: Okay, so love. We talked about how complex your writing is, and what made you go that route. What made? Why do you write what you write?
2: Yeah, I write what I want to read. Um, mm-hmm. I, I write. I would be interested in. And I kind of throw it to the wall to see if it sticks, to see if other people will like it. And I think I've been fortunate to have, you know, some people who do who it does resonate with as it does with me. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to write about those complex people and characters that that aren't simple because I don't think people are simple when it comes to relationships. I don't think it's as easy as finding someone attractive. It's really what makes up that person and what 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 brings about their essence. And it's not always pretty, and it's not always simple, and it's not always easy to live with or to ride out with that happily ever after and then have been very fortunate that again, it resonates with other people.
0: What does your writing process look like? Like, are you a plotter or a pantser before you, before you sit down to write anything? Are there, are there rituals that you have to do or not, not rituals, but you know, do you need, you know, do you need snacks? Do you need a certain ambiance? What, what does your process look like?
2: So it varies. I um, just need to be able to be in a place where I'm, I'm focused. I can't have too many distractions because I struggle with ADD. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Um, sounds but familiar. <laughs> right. I, um, if I have a, a, a particular scene that's kind of screaming at me for days, and, and that does happen. Those are my favorites because I'll sit in one space to complete that scene then those are probably like the more emotional scenes that that just keeps tugging at me. But I don't, I mean, when I'm comfortable, I have my candles lit, I have some music playing, I have a piece of gum in my mouth, I have some wine, I may have some water. If it's the morning, I'll have coffee, but it, it takes nothing for me to, you know, become distracted. So that is a struggle of mine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I don't necessarily have a need. I just need to hear from those characters. That's what I need. I, I just need to... Hear them, like, loud and clear, and then I can take it from there.
0: That sounds like that might be um, that distraction thing. That might be a main thing for authors. (laughs) Because I think we, we all struggle with that distraction thing, like, any little thing. And I'm my head is gone. So, yeah, I think we definitely relate to that
2: one. Yeah.
1: So what made you decide to publish independently? Because when
2: when we started out with um, Love's Improbable Possibility, there was just too much going on with that. And I didn't think I mean, if I was lucky enough for for a publisher to pick me up, they were going to try to tweak it. They were going to try to take this out. Tell me to stay away from this, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to own my own voice, and I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to stay true to these characters, mm-hmm. and also didn't want to wait. Like, I mean, I, we looked into the process of, you know, sending your work out, sending your manuscript out, but I didn't have time for that because I'd already put this off for virtually ten years as it was, and I didn't have time for that. I needed to get this out. I got tired of telling my girlfriends, "Oh, I've been writing this story," or "Oh, I want to be a writer." I got tired of hearing myself saying that. So, mm-hmm. back in 2012. Back in 2012, I um I said, Let's do it and I got a few people around, people who were willing to at least read my work because they were readers. You know, my girlfriends who actually read books and like had gone to signings. I got one girlfriend, I got lucky with one girlfriend, my best friend, who actually worked for Penguin mm-hmm. years back. So she had some knowledge and um and I got it done. I spit it out. I was just like mm-hmm. felt like I was in labor for so long. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> go and it felt good releasing it and then I'm impatient and like I was like okay they're the crickets it's out there and I feel crickets and then the people that I did know my Facebook friends they wanted paperbacks mm-hmm. so I had someone mm-hmm. that was willing to go and purchase a bunch of paperbacks of a horribly edited book but we, we got it <laughs> and um and it just you know we just kind of took it from there and but um, but yeah, i just I just needed to get it done, and so yeah. you said this
0: yeah. this is off script, but <laughs> you said that there was you know that you had been holding on to it for ten years what what made you hold on to it for so long, and what made you finally decide? Beyond, you know, beyond just, you know, I'm tired of hearing myself talking about this. What made you finally decide, okay, now it's time?
2: Well, I was laid off at the time. Um, and the reason why it took so long was because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I was experiencing a normal life. I was accomplishing mm-hmm. other things, common things that people do, moving and school and all that good stuff. So those, those events took precedence because I really didn't know what I was holding on to. I was just, you know, writing, tucking, writing, tucking. And then when I was laid off, I just got my mask in 2011, and I knew that my layoff was coming, and nobody wanted to touch me, like nobody. So I was at, at home, and then my sister called me one day, she said, you need to read this book, you need to read that book. And when I'm reading these books, I'm like, bruh, Asmir got this going, on, like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> What? So I was like, you need if to. And he read. did. You were right.
1: <laughs> you, you were, were right. correct. Yeah. And it's like, hey,
2: Huh. so then I just started doing, I mean, you know, I was laid off. So I just started, started following those authors who I liked and I, and, but they, you know, some of them were published, some of them were not. Started seeing what they were doing. And then I went on one, one author's page, she's, a, she's published by Big Pub, but, and she said that, um, she gave the, the word count for, uh, a, a, a few of her, her, her books. I was like, she said, it was like, she had, um, I don't want to lie, about a hundred thousand words. They were a hundred, I said, let me go do my word count. So I logged in to work. I had over three hundred thousand words. I'm like, what is wow. this? Wow, like, crazy <laughs> one project. But that's what happens when you're writing one project for almost ten years. Mm, yeah. so, um, <laughs> so I took it from there. You know, uh, I um, restructured it in, um, and and split it up. And I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have the conclusion to it. But I knew that I, I had enough to get started, so I, you know, I gather, gathered my. I reached out to actually an indie author, Emily Snow, CCJ, I talked to you about her before. I reached out mm-hmm. to her. I said, okay, I have this. I'm ready. What do I do now? She was like, I don't know. She said you have a beta group, and I'm like, what the heck a beta? She said, that's going to repeat the work and give me some honest feedback. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So I went and you know went to my girls who. I knew were readers. They were more readers than I was. And I said, you guys mind <laughs> being my beta readers? And they're like, what is, what is a beta reader? Oh, so anyway, I got them all. I mean, I made an event. I cooked for them. I had lots of wine. I wanted I wanted their honesty. I didn't want them to treat me as a friend. I didn't want them to be concerned about my feelings, but I was anxious. I wanted to know what they thought. And they honestly loved it. I, I mean, I, I can... I had one that was, like, giving me too many, yeah, 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 or she didn't speak enough for me, so she didn't beta it for me. She hasn't beat it for me since then. But <laughs> the other ones, you know, they were giving great feedback, and I don't want just the good stuff, I want the bad stuff. so mm-hmm.
1: And here we are. Well, that's awesome. Here we are. Right. I admire the fact that you can write so long. Like, I can't even think about characters for – you know past 70,000 words right now. So, kudos to you for being able to really attack these characters and give us their full 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 story. Right. Like you when
0: you pick up a Love Belvin book, you 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 get a journey. And that's absolutely something that even though I don't like doing I don't like writing it myself, it's something that as a reader I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um and you guys who listen to the podcast have often heard me say CCJ don't do long books. I'm yes. not reading long books, and y'all have heard me often say there's only one person.
1: person. <laughs> yep. Only
0: one person I'll do it for, mm-hmm. and that's Love Belvin. Because anybody else, I see, you know, I look, I'm on Kindle or on Amazon rather. I'm looking for something to read. I see more than 300 pages. That's instant. Okay, close this one. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's oh. it was
2: never. It's never been intentional. It's never been intentional. Oh, you know, I know. <laughs> it's not even something like, oh, I gotta, I gotta come up with one hundred and thirty thousand. It's never that. It's always, and I think that, I think that I, I, I have improved um, on my details, my, my my details, my elongated details. And I think I have more improvement to do. But I honestly write what I want to know. And uh-huh. I think now, ten books in, it's safe to say. I think my publisher said to me, "Wow." Oh God! Waited. Uh, no, lit. Loves Inconvenient Truth. And I was just like, it, it, you know, I'm writing and I'm writing. I'm trying to make this deadline. And then he comes to me and he says, "Well, let's let's just be real, love. You are uh, a series writer." And I'm like, well, darn it! You told me you didn't want another series. I'm so sick of people kicking my back in about these
1: series. and
2: Now you're saying embrace it." And I'm like, "Dude, like I'm trying to I'm trying to meet everyone's needs and be true to myself because I'm going to be true to me." Mm-hmm. Right, you know, sometimes you have to embrace who you are, but that is just how that's just how I write. But I'm currently challenging myself to not go near 100,000 words for my next project, and I am excited about it.
0: Yeah. But but I And let me say this though, that I think that that's why with your books. I can, I can read long and it doesn't even feel long like your books I can, still read, I can still read one of your books in a day like if I have the time I don't have you know my kids are you know somewhere else doing something <laughs> occupied <and> they're <laughs> occupied you know I don't have anything to do I can sit and do it in a day because even though you give a lot of details it's not filler information and I think that that's what turned me off of longer books because I would be reading these books that you know are three and four hundred pages and half of this stuff is is doesn't yes. even need to be yes. in here. Yes. But with your books you can't skim pages. Yeah, you don't gotta read it
2: because, like, there. I've been, told, there's I've been told. I've been told. I've been told over and over again that people do skim pages. Some of them are the erotic pieces. <laughs> erotic. Oh well, oh, well,
1: that's personal. I, I, <laughs> could, you
0: know, I, could, I could, see that. You know, someone who isn't really comfortable with sex. But I mean, when I read just when I read just sex scenes, I'm we're a rubbing a the hands hand when we skim, skim. for what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we skimming for right now? Except here isn't where we gonna if I'm skim. I'm gonna skim. Anywhere, it ain't gonna be (laughs) sexy, but that's that's just the freak coming out. And CCJ, like, (laughs) sexy ain't gonna be what skim, especially not in a love Belvin book. But for the most part, and I I am a reader who will skim, and I think y'all both know that about Mm -hmm. me. I will skim (laughs) any, I will, your book can be 50 pages long, and I will skim (laughs) if I feel like
2: okay, this is pointless, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like to skim. And I found myself doing it probably starting 2015, and that's not me. I want to read every detail, so when I'm skimming, I'm pissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Dang, I'm the same way. Like she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I skimmed over that," and I'm like, "No, like I have to read this. Like I need to know what's going on exactly because I don't want to miss anything."
2: Not finishing a book. If I'm putting a book down, I'm I'm pissed because I want to take this journey. But I've been put right. down since 2015 too, like what the heck is going on? But mm-hmm. there's some great stuff out there. I don't, that's one thing I keep telling people over and over and over again. It, it, particularly, I'm going to speak particularly to African American lit- literature. There is a wide range and an endless number adventures out there, meaning books out there by talented authors, we are mm-hmm. nowhere near a drought. So if you don't like one author, you can easily chuck the deuces and move on to another author. Like, absolutely. You know, the, the market is is positively saturated. Like, It's a great thing. I mean, you can get lost trying to figure out Okay, where do I try? Word of mouth is the best thing to do, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: the, the market is saturated with good talent I mean you' you're gonna always have bad and mediocre talent, but that's also subjective so the, the the fortunate thing about it is don't don't try to say you can't find no black love out there.
0: Because going, you you can find it. You just have to look. Absolutely. And that's something that actually ticks me off. Um, and I've, I've been saying over and over again, CCJ, don't rant about diversity. Don't rant about <laughs> diversity <laughs> on the it's podcast. Nobody thing. wants yeah. to listen to that every episode. But what you just said is like I'll see stuff, you know, on Twitter. And I've unfollowed most of the people so I don't have to piss myself off with it. But, you know, people saying, you know, We need, you know, we need diverse love stories or we need black love stories. It's out here. Every single week we put together. Well, I'm not going to take credit for that. Every single week (laughs) Alex puts together a list of new releases. This is just the new releases. If we're able to put that list, if Alex is able (laughs) to find something, that y'all can find something every week black love is out there we don't need it it's out here y'all need to look harder or something y'all need to
1: look period because they i feel like they don't really look i feel like it's just like some overlying idea that it doesn't exist and it's like oh no hello here we are Right, We're, we we here. all right. But okay, I'm
0: I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut myself <laughs> off there. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna rant. I'm going
2: to bring us well, back. I, I heard one of your your rants, babe. Oh I, yeah. I was I was I was going to people on my team like listen to CCJ. Look how mad she get. Look, I'll press play. <laughs> 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 and it's just my little voice
0: squeaking from the phone, and so yeah so i'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes and we're gonna take this back around to love bellman um yeah, who has good. been your favorite character to write, and who has been your least favorite character to write um and if the pro- if if your favorite character does not exist in your favorite project, also what's your favorite project? Does that make sense?
2: No, but I can, um, <laughs> I, think, I think I can answer, so maybe it does make sense. Um, uh, if I had to choose a favorite character, because I honestly don't have one, uh, well, mm-hmm. I don't have favorite main characters. I have actually, my favorite characters are the sub characters, the more funnier ones that are just so not mm-hmm. me, not who I am. Um, but as far as my main characters, I think Zoe was like very refreshing to write because Zoe, even though after she met Stinton, Things life became more complicated for her. But Zoe, we met her. She was so young and she had big eyes. She just wanted to conquer the world, and it was so easy to kind of to kind of fall into that with her. Mm -hmm. And then she was witty. She was funny. Something I'm not. She, you never know when she was gonna come. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. What's not true?
0: But you're not witty or funny, oh my god. <laughs> I think
2: I have a, I think I have a huge sense of humor. I don't think I'm funny, like I can't hold court, like if you're looking for entertainment, like for, you know, to laugh, I'm, um, unless I talk about my, my shortcomings, I'm not, I'm not funny, and I'm not Zoe's funny. But, well, I'm
1: gonna let you cook. <laughs> we're just gonna say you channel it into your writing we're just gonna leave it there I, I,
2: don't, I have siblings that they are like they can just we just we just give them the mic and we can just laugh all night i'm not that sibling like i'm not known to be that but so i think zoe zoe was like uh, uh the, the easiest to write um my least favorite to write probably would have been ezra because ezra made me think too much <laughs> I thought as near that Ezra made me think beyond, and CCJ knows this. I make no secret uh, about saying that Ezra wasn't supposed—you weren't, you weren't supposed to get his point of view in the series. You were only supposed to get um, uh, Lex's point of view and CCJ. I mean, I said it to her a couple times, and one time she said, "Listen, if you don't want to write him, don't write him. But don't tell me you don't want to write him because you're intimidated by him. Like that ain't happening. You need to just man up and, and write him. Just get with him and write him." And, and honestly, like, I, I sat on it for a few hours, and I was like, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to challenge myself, and I'm going to do it. And, and I did. So, you know, he was always, you know, he was always rigid, always uptight. So it was, I had to stay on my toes with him. And then eventually I learned from him, and, and it wasn't that difficult. But um, I don't have a favorite project, I don't think. I don't think I have a favorite project. Project. Um, and wait a minute, what was your other question, CCJ? That
1: that was the other question about. The it was it was a, yeah it was a long twisted question that didn't nobody know what she was talking about. That's, that's what it was. Shade. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along while we're talking about characters, did you have any uh, <laughs> any real life inspiration for any of your characters?
2: Oh, this is gonna sound so like author-ish. There's probably a little bit of me in, in all of, definitely all of my female characters. Um, and then there, there were times like, like Raina and I, I, I have to, I'm going to, I'm going to speak slow when I say this because (laughs) people who know me personally, like know me since I was a child, they've actually, you know, they, they, including my brother, like relatives, Oh, this is you. Oh, this is me. You put me in this, and I don't. I didn't write about anyone in particular. I use names from my actual childhood, my girlfriend, like Keisha and her sister Teresa, um, and who loved, you know, who loved that they were they were being named, but they knew that wasn't their lifestyle. It didn't add up to to be them. But Raina's upbringing does mirror mirrors a lot. Because that's where I was with my passion, and I think even though authors may not, you know, cop to this, but your very first project is gonna mirror your life a lot. So I did for her childhood, I did borrow a lot from my own. Uh-huh. But her journey was not my journey. Um, and as far as other projects, I mean, there may be like um, maybe some intimate scenes that I I did um, I did take from my my own personal experience, but it's not. It's not something I typically do, it's not something that I depend on at all. Um, because I have to know what matches the character's skill set and, you know, what they're likely to do. But there's there there's been some borrow some inspiration. Um, but I don't think that's something I owe Dion and I don't again, I don't think it's something that I rely on.
0: I mean, I think, you know, that there's at least some, even if it like I've gotten ideas from sitting um <clears throat> from sitting eating pancakes and ended up with <laughs> <laughs> Ended you know with a book behind it you know because mm-hmm. I saw the interaction between you know between it was I don't even think it was like the owner and daughter I think it was like the boss and an employee and my head just took it somewhere else so oh, I, I definitely do. see where you're coming from exactly. you know with that that yeah. it's not necessarily some exact person just maybe something that you saw something that you experienced that kind of you know your imagination took it and ran with
2: it. Yeah, and I think, I, think that, I think that's what a lot of authors, we're so sensitive. Like, honestly, I can be on a, on a train and just, if I'm not reading or if I'm not writing, and, and I can be, you know, looking over to someone else. And they all they can do is they can just stand. They can just be standing and holding on to a rail. And because of the way they dress, the way that they smell, or I was in a conference last week. And and there was this uh pharmaceutical rep that was sitting in front of me. Brown girl, gorgeous girl, long neck, long eyelashes, very minimal makeup, and I'm like, bruh, I can use that. Like I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. inspired yeah. by any and every little thing, you know. So um yeah, yeah, it can come from anything.
1: Yeah, I can definitely attest to that because the rehearsal for love came from I was on Instagram and one of my friends is a dancer. And then he had posted a video of him and this girl dancing. And I was like, oh, I got to write about dancers. And then it turned to a whole project. like Whole project, yeah. And that's how it goes.
0: There's something that you hope people get from reading your books. I,
2: so I, I always make it clear that I'm not a Christian writer. I'm just a writer who so happens to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly do not want to use my works to, 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 to shove Jesus down people's throats. But I do believe in... in being whole in my writing just like i have a lot of erotica i do have a moral base like i do have like i I said i remember just saying that i want these characters to experience a a long-lasting a flourishing love romantic love right Mm -hmm. And i don't think that it can just happen overnight you know what i mean like you only have a certain period of time to to, uh, or or um parameters of time to be with these characters and I don't believe in overnight love. So I have to believe that if I'm going to cleanse you from the inside, I can't do that by myself. It usually has to come from a place. And I just believe that for me, this author, that place is, you know, uh with Christ. And I do try to put that in there. Like if there's going to be some change to kind of clean you out so that you can accept love that's on the table, then that's, that's how I know it. You know, I just know that that cleansing has to come from a place. And that's the, that's the vehicle that I use to present that love. So I mean, I don't get... I, I try not to get preachy. Love on account was a little bit different because we were dealing with the man of God and we needed to get inside of him and we saw what was inside of him. Where was with Zoe? Zoe grew up in church all her life, but you know I didn't have to cut that deep with her but I just I just don't think that 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 good love can happen with these flawed people without some type of cleansing process and that's just the vehicle that I use so I do hope that those who already have a relationship with Christ I do hope that they identify him in all of my works but those who do not if they're open I hope that they kind of fill him in there you know as well but those who are just not open to it it's not something i'm trying to shove down their throats because there are like better ministries there are there are official ministries for stuff like that but i'm you get a part of me and everything that i do and I, and I and i wholly believe that what you do for christ shall last and i want mm-hmm. this career to last so that's just it's just how i i infuse it you know but i don't want because there are some good christian authors who do write romance, and and, and I, I I don't want to put myself in their position because I have to respect where they are. They do leave the erotica out. They are very black and white. Where I where I'm just me, <laughs> and right. that, you know, and I and I can get I can be highly criticized from those who are Christians. You know, you talk about this sex, you use this language, and all this other stuff, and I'm unbothered by that because I'm gonna do what I do. I know you know I know who I am, but then I have to respect the position of those Christian romance authors. Do not take on that language and do not talk about, you know, erotica. Certainly don't detail it. They may refer to it or um, Mm. talk around it, but they're not going to give you that much detail. But, but yeah, I mean, on different levels, it depends on who you are as a person and, you know, where you are in terms of, you know, your beliefs. But it's certainly nothing that I'm trying to shove down anybody's throat. That's yeah,
0: and I've, I've never ever, you know, I've never ever gotten a sense of that at all, you know, and I think that that's actually skillful on your part that you know that it's that it's there but it's never for for me like you said you know it depends on who you are you know as a person I've never felt preached at you know I see the element there but it's never been you know in a way of, oh she's trying to do this or oh she's trying to do that it was just part of who the character was right. but like you said you know you can you can see it you can recognize it without it being something that you know that makes you Feel some type of way. That's like a horrible way to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a horrible
2: way to explain that. But, it oh, but is,
1: what it is? Yeah, it is. That is exactly what it
2: is. Because these readers, they'll come at you in those reviews. They'll let you know you're trying to backdoor me with this Jesus stuff. I mean, I'm not mad at
1: that, but
2: <laughs> <God. laughs> I don't know how how it gets out there in the review sh- the street. Yeah, all know how it gets, but that's that's not my fight, and I don't think that. I come from a strongly uh, religious background, a strong spiritual background as well, and I, I'm very, very uh, close with religious leaders. In fact, I've consulted them along from, from book one to book three of Love Unaccounted. And they have true ministries. You know, they're out there and they're, they're believing in deliverance and all that good stuff, so I could never try to say, here's my ministry. <laughs> right. But I do What's want the- you to get a part of me, a piece of me, and you're going to get that in my, my writing and my work.
1: And I think that's what people love the most is that they get that, they get both. So it's not like they have to sit down and just read a Christian romance that's not going to have the erotica piece. Or they have to sit down and just read an erotica piece that's not going to have the Christian part. You get both. So I think people appreciate that. Obviously people appreciate that. I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is go on Amazon and see the five right. a half five-star reviews. I mean. <laughs> exactly. They speak.
1: They speak. So, love, for any authors who might be listening, what do you feel was your biggest mistake? Maybe I I hate the word mistake, but biggest, you know, thing you maybe you wish you didn't do or wish you had gone a different way on this journey or something that you would have changed if you could? looking back on it.
2: I wasn't patient going back to following those authors and other authors, you know, and I saw they were making New York Times bestsellers list on their first project. I thought that was me. Why? Why can't that be me? I'm dope, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, it ain't happened <laughs> even yet. <laughs> um, and I wasn't patient and I um, I had to learn the, the, the business of marketing. Um, I had to learn um, the skill of choosing your audience. And I think that I spent more time trying to capture an audience who would not appreciate my art, who was not in the market for my art. And then I had to go and find other authors who wrote similar to me, contemporary romance, that had an audience that would buy into my art. So once I, 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 I learned who those authors were I could excuse me, I connected with them. Um I, I that's when I started to find my own, you know. Um and that's you know, I think I just needed patience. Mm-hmm. um to do it and patience is something I you know i'm still i'm still working on and um i don't know it, you know and 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 to put on my big girl panties i think that i was blindsided a lot by the, the competitiveness in the business i i didn't i didn't i wasn't anticipating it i mean we're just writing books and we're hoping that someone will like us you know um mm-hmm. I, I am more business minded so i can not be accused of being a little aggressive behind the scenes like i, I am more formal with mine i'm not you know CCJ and I talk about this all the time. You know, I'm more putting my work in front of you, like I don't open up to my personal life, cause I do, I want you to focus on my work. You know, it, it was just, it was just a few things that I think kind of threw, threw some of my peers off, you know, regarding me. Um but I was able to shake it off and, and stay focused, but I will say, tell any aspiring authors, um, you know, don't think that everyone is going to help you. <laughs> don't think that everyone is going to pump their fist for you. Don't think that everyone is going to roll out the red carpet of, of support. And if they do, don't think it's going to happen over and over and over again. But you have to, you have to get your goal, whatever your goal is, you have to focus on that. And who comes will come and who leaves will leave. But um you just have to believe in yourself and keep pushing forward.
1: Absolutely. Yes, yeah, that is great advice. <laughs> my, that's, really, my, that's really, really, really great advice.
2: Version. That's
1: my clean version. So I'm really
0: <laughs> I really am. I'm not gonna push you on what the non-clean version is. Not. <laughs> Tell me that later. Oh. Um, <laughs> what is the hardest part about writing to you?
2: Recording, recording. It is so easy for me to come up. Like I meet these characters, and they come and they bang on my the door to my my office, my my, my therapy practice. They on the <laughs> door, and I see them, and I hear for them very loudly. Um, it's just me getting the time. And, and, and going back to uh, what I what I what I mentioned previously, to focus on recording, that is the most difficult part for me to actually get to that key, keyboard, stay there, and record what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 meeting them, the material, it comes in my sleep. You know, it's it's always there. It's for me the recording part is the most challenging.
1: Oh. Uh, love how do you feel about the state of diversity in books I know we talked about this a little bit earlier but what is what's why is black romance important like why do we even need it
2: so so why is black romance
1: important
2: because we got black people here on the planet we got got I like (laughs) that Americans here that need to understand that people, you know, that look like them and have similar experiences, you know, in in, in their culture and their society, they do experience, you know, this this thing called love and romance and they are significant to our society. They are, you know, they are successful. They're not all, you know, on a corner, hugging a block, selling and all that stuff. Like they're, they're, they're levels to this, you know. I personally just like to write about what I know and, you know, about my, you know, with my experience, you know, as an African American woman. And I think other people, well, since I've become an author, I see how there are some women who only want to read about people who look like them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, I'm not like my bae. I don't, you know, I, don't, I, I, she may have her, um, I, what we call you, militant, CCJ? Yeah. Power. This is, uh, <laughs> Fight this out. Fight this out. I don't think that I'm as militant as, you know, she is with that, but I can get on my soapbox when it comes down to, you know, African-American women and how nobody looks out for us. So that's a sensitive topic for me. I take journeys outside of African-American, African-American characters in in literature. I can go read about, you know, Caucasian characters, and I can enjoy them, you know. It's not my experience. A lot of, you know, the things that they do, some of their mannerisms is not like me, but I can appreciate the art, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's some of my, my personal girlfriends, and I'm not talking about CCJ. Some of my personal girlfriends who don't want, you know, they don't want to read about anything like that, and and I don't think that's a problem. Only because we are just we're a segment of the population who is who's constantly overlooked or mislabeled or under, misunderstood, misunderstood. So I'll give them that, you know, and I think that it's it's very. Very important when you do have some a militant like CCJ, it's <laughs> so hard to have you know to highlight this you know this art form for Black women. and You know I, I appreciate that, but I I feel that um what I often talk about with and I'm I'm gonna stop acting like CCJ is my friend because I feel like she's trying to act neutral here, so I'm gonna respect her. <laughs> But it's kind of hard because you, I, CCJ, she's on, she's a one of a kind girlfriend. Like she's my only friend in the game. Whereas I have another segment of girlfriends who they entertain my writing world, but that's, you know, they don't, they don't get it like CCJ does. I, I just think that it's just important for us to, you know, recognize, you know, we're wanted, we're beautiful, we're, 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 we're pretty good, you know, we're, 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 we can, we're good, we're good. I can, yeah.
0: definitely that that's that's my thing you know i think that a lot of times and i'm i'm not acting like i'm not your friend i'm trying to be i'm i'm trying to be neutral so i don't say anything too personal i'm trying not to I'm trying not to blow up your spot, man, but um, <laughs> I'll own up. So I've said some stuff that probably was side-eye worthy, but when it really comes down to it, I don't have anything against, you know, I don't have any anything against mainstream or quote-unquote white romance or IR romance We've been
2: experimenting or romance or anything like that. Yeah, we and we actually have, you know,
0: I I, I, I will on occasion... I will pick up, you know, a white romance. You know, I'll, I'll read one. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not my preference and it's certainly not the first thing that I go to. Um, because like you said, I want to, when it comes to romance, and this is pretty specific to that genre, you know, in other genres, fantasy, whatever, I'll pick up other stuff. It, I'm not really, I'm not as rigid, but I want to read about people who look like me. You know, every day on the news we have, you know, there, there's, someone else getting shot by the police or you know there's a new study about how psychologically black women are the least attractive and black men don't take care of home and this and that and it's like when it comes to romance you know this is my escapism reading This is I want to read about black love and there's nothing against you know any other form of love I think that all forms of love are important I think that all forms of love should be represented but as for me in my house <laughs> I want to read black romance. I think that black authors who write black romance are underserved. And so with my reading budget, and I say that as if I actually have a reading budget, I just buy what I want to buy. But when I spend my dollars, I want to spend them supporting people who, who need, who need my dollars, who need my support, who need my, you know, who need my, my, my page reads or whatever. I say page reads. I don't use, you use the, I, about to say, I don't what? use it. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, that's that's where I want my support to go like I can't sit on here and bump my gums about oh you know black black romance needs support black romance needs support I can't I feel like I can't sit on here and bump my gums about that I need to practice what I preach (laughs) you know like I need to buy and consume black romance that's the soapbox that I'm gonna stand on I can't do that while my Kindle library fills up with everything except black
2: romance, you know?
0: And I mean, beyond that, I just... You know, I like but you know, black I
2: would, you know what I hope for? <laughs> I would like to mobilize our African-American literary community, our readers, because they are far more powerful than they think. And I think, and, and me personally, and it's just my opinion, you know, um, I, I don't think, I think that I, when I read my reviews, I feel like I'm going to a place where a lot of, you know, my readers... At first, you know, Love on Account has, has taught me something new or gave me newer lenses with my readers. But prior to that, I felt like I was writing some place where I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of you guys, you know, want to give me that credit for reviews and love is this, love is that. But I really felt it from the naysayers, like I just felt like I was going in a direction that they were just, they were like, you know, you too, you, you too much out there, brother. Bro. like, you know, I don't know where you're going with this, you know, you're going wild, but I would like to mobilize them to not stay in one particular genre or open your minds to something else and, you know, urban, urban reads, I love them, I used to read them. I may not write them, they're great, but we're more than just that urban genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much more going on. Like, you know, as mere who I came in with and as mere were those two faces, the thug and then the corporate mogul, but I've not read, I mean, excuse me, i am not written, I've not, I actually have encountered a character that I've just not done yet, but that's not, don't, don't, don't pigeonhole me. Like, don't, don't, don't hold me to that one segment of black, uh, literature. There's Mm -hmm. a whole spectrum out there and I just feel like if we can expose, like that's why I just believe in being true to myself and I hope that every author aspiring or that that's that's producing now just stay true to who you are because the more, the real you that you believe is what they're going to eat, they're going to consume and that just kind of opens it up for them to just open up their minds to just embrace us in totality, like we're not going to all write the same thing, we should not all be writing the same things like we should you know, you just own your art, like you know. But I just feel like I'm, I'm hoping that I, I hope I'm different. I want to be different, you know. I want to kind of open up your minds, expand your minds. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, um, I just, uh, I, I just would like to mobilize our, our African American reading community, and I think that the, 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 um, the signing that's coming up in Atlanta, the, um, indie Love and the A 4 A. I think that that is a part of that mobilization. I think that you know, that here is a woman who truly believes in you know this art that's coming from these african-american authors and she's taken it upon herself to plan you know um assigning and it's, it's a huge feat for one woman to you know as she has her team but for one woman to come and you know pull all these authors together and step out on you know on out into a land she's not familiar with that to mm-hmm. me is mobilization that to me is getting our work out there and i just would love to see more of that that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if you have other if you do have other communities you do have building books around relationship brad yeah they are on facebook that's where they're most vocal but they're they'll take it off of facebook and they have these annual events and they also have these awards and that means something to that means something to all of it. i don't care what anybody says. you don't see a lot of people doing that they're honoring african-american art Uh, absolutely very hard you see that you see a whole bunch of people on facebook they are mobilizing like they are moving they're trying to move us to the forefront so so that's what i mean by you know mobilization in the african-american literary community i would love to see more of that and i work with bloggers all the time dorm room television lisa marie is another one that i work with like i let's talk shop what are we going to do in order to get us out there into the faces of your following and to expose our art so that people can see we're here, you know we're passionate and we're going to stay here, and we hope you know we want to appeal to you, we want to connect with you so
0: mm-hmm. But no, I was just going to say to your point about, um, to your point about the genres, yes. Absolutely. That's actually something that uh, that Alex and I were just talking about the other day because um, I'm writing something. And before, like a lot of times before I write something, if it's unfamiliar, if it's kind of unfamiliar territory oh, to me. Okay. Hold on. Okay.
1: The and the tablet.
0: Okay. Bye, Zoe.
1: <laughs>
0: we were talking about um like i was looking for a particular thing in a particular like something in a particular genre that when i when when the ideas came to me when i first conceived of the idea and maybe maybe this is a strange thing to think but it's kind of like okay you know someone has done something like this before someone has to have done something like this before and i think that that's just the way my mind is and probably shouldn't be because I'm discovering more and more within kind of the sub the sub segment of African-American romance or African-American literature there are a lot of places that are unexplored for us Mm -hmm. for example when you told me when you were first you know working through the love unaccounted I think you, you if I'm sure they've been on your mind long before you even brought it to me but like, you should have seen my face when I was listening to you talk about how you were going to write a preacher, a preacher man, a pastor, who was into BDSM. I was thinking, what the what? hell <laughs> yeah. she talking about? Like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that you could do it. I thought it was crazy. I, I thought it was crazy. We we've already talked about this. You know I thought yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. But I believe that you could do it and you did. And there there's nothing else like that out there. And if it, if it is, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like there are so many there are so many little things like I'm working on something that's like, there's like romantic suspense right now, Vegas set with, you know, with this certain segment, with this certain segment of characters, you know, I want to do, it's a certain project that I want to do around it. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, I'm sure someone else has done this before, you know, let me see what they did so I can make sure I don't make, you know, I don't, I don't, so I'll make sure for one, that I'm not copying for two, that I can see, you know, what, you know, what, what their mistakes what, what I felt were their mistakes, what I felt were their triumphs in it. You know, let me, you know, let me see the layers of land here. Let me see what I can see. And I can't find anything like
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just like, there's so much unexplored. I couldn't find anything like it, period. But I couldn't even find anything semi-close in, in black romance. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, there are so many... Unexplored lanes, and I think that I think that a lot of authors I, well I'm not even want to say I think that I know for a fact, even if they're not saying it out loud, even if this is happening in private conversations with their friends or with their mentors or with their you know their writers' groups or whatever. I think there are people out there who want to write these things that we are looking for and can't find, but they think that the audience isn't there. But just like you said, we are such a varied people. We have so many interests. We have so, there's so many different little things that. We may not even know we're interested in it until it's put in front of us, until it's presented right. to us. Right. You know what I mean? If I had, if I, if I didn't know you, if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't read your work, I didn't know you, I would have ran across a pre-SM preacher and said, this bitch is
2: crazy. Next book. <laughs> <laughs> Next You know? <laughs> but no, then, then I read it. No, I've had people who, who know me personally, they're like, you're crazy. Are you serious? Right.
0: But then I read it. And it's like, oh, snap. And I mean, we, we've talked, you know, I, I Ezra could have fell off, could have fell into hell, and I would have been okay with that. <laughs> but geez. But... Mine.
2: But, mine, Alexander. Mine. But,
0: <laughs> but, you know... That didn't affect, and this is probably going to sound crazy to some people, but that didn't affect the the fact that I enjoyed the project. I enjoyed the art, and I I love the heroine, which probably, you know, that helped that I love the heroine of the project too. But I didn't even know that I could be interested in something like that until it was put in front of me. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's important for authors, you know, you, you know, I can, I can understand the case for, you know, not writing a BDSM preacher out the gate. I can understand <laughs> the case for that, you yes. know. But, once you know, you, you, you've you know, you've gained your reader's trust, you have a name, you know, Start writing your obscure stuff. Start writing the stuff that feels a little weird to you. You know what I mean? Start writing the stuff that you're not sure about, the stuff that scares you a little bit, you know, and put it in front of your readers. Some people aren't going to like it. They'll pass on by. They may have some dumb shit to say about it. They can be on their way with their dumb shit, but there's going to be people who love it, who appreciate it, who appreciate you for opening them up to something that they didn't even, that they didn't even have any idea about until you put it in front of them. So that's, that's a soapbox. That's totally off topic from what we're talking about.
2: But 100% because when I'm telling when I'm, when I'm being creative, I don't, I don't think about stuff like that. I just, I just, I'm, if I'm intrigued, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I don't Uh have to be on the market. I, I, I often say CCJ is always smart. She will do her research. I don't do no research. I just write what I, what I'm feeling and what I, what appeals to me and what I, what I want to explore because as I'm, as obviously as I'm, I'm writing it, I'm exploring it. And I just go with it. I don't really have that strong. uh, I I don't want to call myself a risk taker because I don't think I'm very much of a risk taker personally. But maybe in my writing, I am. I just go for it. And you have to. You have to just. You have to just, flash it on a wall and see what what becomes of it. But Mm -hmm. you you know, you can't be passive in this thing. Do your art. Own it. Do it. And that's actually
0: something that's that's rubbing off on me, (laughs) like in the time that you and I have been friends, um, because you know, haunted. You know, I wrote a paranormal. You know, and I still, I still, you know, will see reviews or still have people messaging me. I never thought I'd read a paranormal, but I read this and I liked it. And like, I just think to myself, I was terrified to put that out. I was terrified (laughs) to write that, you know, because my thought was.
2: CCJ. Say again? Who said they didn't want to read it? Who said, I don't read Paranormal. I don't know, CCJ. Who said?
0: (laughs) Before I put it out, no one had said that to me. I I had it in my
2: head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Before I started writing it, I should say. But yes, no, you didn't say, say I, I said it, I said, I don't want to, I can't read, and you said, you're going to love my paranormal, you're going to love it. <laughs> I <laughs> did, then, but you, you're my I friend, did. you're supposed to. <laughs> but I did, I actually did, you proved me wrong, because I am I had no interest in it, and you said to me, you said, don't worry, you're going to love my paranormal, and I <laughs> loved it, it's one of my favorite CCJ projects, I mean, I, I, I gave it away, I was like, you know, here, read it, read it, read it. And I love it. And you know what? You took that step and you exposed me to something that I I didn't like. You know, I didn't think that I would really care for. It. And that's what we have to do. We have to push those bounds. We have to expose, you know, and everything is not for everybody. Don't get me wrong. And I feel like I'm a very rigid reader. I don't like to read everything, but mm-hmm. I wrong and i i loved it
1: and you just got
2: it just to you yep that's a
1: takeaway right there that's that's yeah, the takeaway really for
2: real to,
0: you know when it all you know when everything else falls away the critics you know the critics the naysayers you know negative Nancy's, all of that when all of it falls away you have to You have to be happy with you and you have to be happy with what you put out. You have to be comfortable with it. You know, no matter what, you know, no matter if maybe this one doesn't sell, you know, as, as well as, you know, something else you did. Or maybe, you know, when it all comes down to it though, you know, you have to be comfortable in the work that you've produced. And I think that once you reach, once you reach a certain level of comfort, and what you're doing, the the critiques and the negativity and the stuff like that, I won't say that it doesn't affect you anymore because I think that the, I think that on some level, you know, it, it all it will it will always affect you some. You know, it may not expect, it may not feel quite like a knife in your back anymore. It might feel more like a little prick, and then you move along. You know, but I think that is that that's an important place to get to. I'm personally still approaching that place. I'm not firmly, I'm not firmly seated quite yet. But just, you know, I've been doing this, what, three years? This is, this is not quite three years. This is, this is my third in my third year but um I, I'm, I'm approaching that place you know where you know i don't i'm i it's, it's not really about you know it was never only about you know what other people thought it was about me getting these stories out but i'm approaching a place where me getting the stories out is eclipsing what anyone else thinks about it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Instead of it being like an even spread it's it's eclipsing. I just want to write what I want to write. If y'all don't like it, okay. It's still getting written. <laughs> it's still already happened. So right. it's, it's still gonna be out there. So sorry, not sorry.
1: Not sorry at all. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> but um, okay. Love. What is next for you? In in your Head in your perfect world, you know where does your future lie? Like, is that in you know putting out more books? Is that in you know seeing those books turned into something for you know for for the big screen or you know for television? Or you gonna put out
2: a mixtape? You gonna make an <laughs>
1: album? You know <laughs> what? You know
0: question. where do you see yourself?
2: Question. Um, uh, still pounding the pavement. I'm. I'm currently in a place in my my personal life where I'm trying to build more space for LB. I, I need to um invest more into LB and not just not just have her as a, you know, a sub a sub-existence, you know, in my world. I mean, she's she's outgrown the spot that I put her into. Um and and, and we love her. <laughs> and we want, and we want more of her. <laughs> so so in order for me to to make room for this longevity that I, I do endeavor in this in this writing uh, career, I I need to make more room for her in my personal life, and I need to make her comfortable. And that's and that's something I've been putting off, but um like you know getting an office space because I'm always writing a darn book. I'm always saying I'll do it this month. And so now my, my my deadline for June is. It's supposed to be June <laughs> for me to build an office in my home um, to make her comfortable so that she can be creative and that she can um, she can produce more. Um, and I'm and I'm just I just plan on putting out these these, these characters that have been haunting me. Um, my most immediate in my most immediate future, I will be doing a summer release, something that I'm not known to do. Or I mean, I've only been publishing for three years, but. I, I, I'm going to do a summer release. I guess I can't talk about that, but whatever. Um, and, then, <laughs> and, then, um, and then I'll probably be a little quiet because um, we're we're planning on my publishing side. We're planning on kind of, I'll, I'll keep working, but just kind of collecting um, the next few projects so that we can put them out a lot quicker in 2017. So I'll probably be quiet for the remainder of 2016 so that I can focus on the next project's and uh, the next series so that in 2017 I can, there'll be less space in between my releases for the first quarter. And then while they're being released, I want to revisit lip and do some re-editing on lip, which is going to be a huge feat for me and it's going to require some dedicated time. Um, mm-hmm but um as far as further on down the line um I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see some of my works on and I'm I'm not going to just say one I'm going to claim more than one on a big screen um, but I I certainly just want to kind of get comfortable with with my voice trying to get it out to as many people as possible. You know, I often talk to someone at Shell Remain Nameless, who's my girlfriend, about marketing um, and how I can strengthen my marketing. And because um, I know there's always work to do in that area. How can I meet those readers? How can I expose my art to them to see if they like it, you know, um, to see if they want to carry that LB banner? But just uh, focusing on the business side of it, too, as well as the technical part of it.
1: So, is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to say to the listeners? The floor is completely open, and I mean that.
2: It is completely
1: well, I, open. Well, it may be open from you,
2: Alexandra, but not your partner. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> Don't yeah.
1: do me like that. <laughs> say what you gotta say. <laughs> say it.
2: Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be grateful that I am um, with Girl Have You Read. I'm very proud of you guys. I think that again, what you're doing speaks to that mobilization. And I know you guys are authors yourselves, but you don't use this platform to promote yourselves. You use it to, you know, help other authors away. And I think, along the way. And I think that comes from a place of, of your beginnings. Like, you know, there was not this or at least, you know, not actively, you know, you have uh, an organization that's, that's for the purpose of the little man to help, you know, pick up your books, expose it to the world. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, if you have an audience putting as many books in their faces as possible, because one of the things that I say and why I don't mind cross-promoting with other authors, I don't mind telling them what you have going on. It doesn't still my shine. And I think you guys... Are, um, are really carrying that banner. It doesn't take away from, you know, Alexandra, take away from CCJ for you to push other authors in front of your following because, you know, it's all in, the proof is in the pudding, as my aunt would say, you know, if they, if, if your talent is there, then the fo- they'll follow you. If the talent is not there, they'll go elsewhere, but it's your job to kind of say, hey, you know, here's a new author that's coming around, um, you know, check this person out and, you know, explore their writings and tell, tell the world what you think of it. But um, but I, I do appreciate you, and I, and I I I hope to see more of you, and I hope to see you grow. And I know it's difficult because you have your own um, your own writing careers, but I really do take my hat off to you girls, you gals. Thank you.
0: Oh my God, I'm about to tear up a little bit. <laughs> Here you go. Y'all know I'm sensitive. Don't do me like that. Okay. So where can people find you and your
2: books on the web? You can you can find everything you need to to know. <laughs> lovebelvin.com. You know, I have, I have paperbacks, but you know, I got this dope new website now. I've got some, i got my books nice, nicely and clearly and laid out in an organized manner. You can click on them and it'll tell you where you can find it a- a- online, the e-versions as well as the printed versions. Um, but everything you need to know about LB is on my site. All right. Have you checked out my website yet, CCJ? Did you see how nice and painted? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is gorgeous honey let me tell you it is yeah. gorgeous well,
1: whoever did that show know how to do some website it did oh, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Listen, can
0: stand y'all well now that you've already had your chance to say your sappy piece I'm going to say mine um, <laughs> and I'm saying this I'm going to say this publicly it's not something that I've said to you personally I'm saying it publicly or you know I, well yeah this is publicly because i i'm not a move in silence type of bitch i can say what i got to say <laughs> <laughs> publicly i am really 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 proud of you like i said it earlier you know on how when you told me about this project you know about your latest project about the love unaccounted project not that it's the only one that i'm proud of but it's the last one to come out so i'm gonna talk about that but um you know i had told told you, you know, that I was a BDSM preacher. What is this girl talking about? And then I met Ezra (laughs) through the books and I was like, really? Like, he ain't the one. Uh Uh-uh. Definitely not taking the place of my Jackson or my Stinson in my heart. Ezra ain't the one. But you have such a talent that even though Ezra was not my favorite character, I was still immersed in the world of the book. I was still wrapped up in the world of the book. Um, And then I can talk a little bit about it. I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler, you know, for people who may not have read bonded, which is the last, which is the last one. It's, It's not too much of a spoiler. In the last book of this series, you were able to take this character who I had a strong dislike for. I don't. I won't say I hated Ezra. I was just mad at him. I was really, really mad at him, which is a skill all in it. Which is a skill in and of itself that I was mad at this fictional person. Um, but you took this character that I was so mad at. And turned him into someone. I will know. You didn't turn him into anyone. You know, this is who he always was. You unraveled him in a way that allowed us to see his heart and understand why he was the way that he was. And you did that in a way that it didn't like, it, it wasn't like, okay, he's been this way, this one way through the first two books. And then in the third book, he's this completely other person. All of a sudden, he's nice now. And all of a sudden, he's lovey dovey now. That ain't what you did. You took and you unraveled those layers and unwrapped him so that we could get to the heart of him and see who he was and have him understand more, I think, about who he was. It wasn't just about us seeing it. It was about him seeing it and him, you know, learning how he needed to interact with his wife, showing vulnerability. Like when I got to the end of it, it was just like, okay, I see I see how you're going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. Like, I don't physically see you right now, but I see you. Like, imagine imagine me with my two fingers up with the eye of eye motion. I see you. You know? <laughs> and I'm just really, I'm really, really proud of the way that you were able to to bring that about, you know, of the, like, the level of skill. I think that in a lot of authors' hands, maybe even in my hands, <laughs> it would have gone a lot differently. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have wrote Ezra first of all. <laughs> that's that's one thing. But you know and you say you say something like in in the um in the beginning of the book, you know, where Ezra is on your couch. And again, I'm trying I'm trying not to give too many spoilers. I'm trying to speak in general terms. About how this this ain't no this ain't no lovey-dovey you know cookie cutter type of love like this is this is this is real love this is like we're gonna fight through this we're gonna figure this out we're gonna come out stronger than we were before you know type of love and I mean those those aren't really that's not those aren't your exact words but that's what this project was and I think something that took. You know, that takes an amazing level of skill, and I'm just proud to be able to say,
1: I know her. (laughs) That's my friend. No, no, and it's funny because when I first heard about you, love, I had told Christina, I was like, do you read, like, this is when I first met Christina too, and I was like, do you read a lot? I was like, well, I think you should check out this book, and I was talking about the (laughs) ways of reason, and (laughs) and she's (laughs) like, oh, girl, love is my friend. (laughs) Oh,
2: well, well, there we go. I
1: was like, there we go.
2: I remember that. She told me, she's, I'm grateful. For it, and I'm grateful for you guys and for what you bring, and we got to just keep bringing
1: it. Hey, I'm trying. (laughs) We trying,
0: but in any case, you know, thank you so so much for coming to talk with us today. Um, I think the conversation ran a little longer than any of us expected it to, but hey, (laughs) that's that's all right. That's all right. I'm I'm not doing anything. (laughs) So, but um, thank you so much for coming to speak with us. For our listeners, this is, again, this is Love Belvin. You can find her at www.lovebelvin.com. Um, all of her projects are available on Amazon, and you can, from, from her website, you know, you can, from the contact page on her website, you know, you can find her on Twitter, find her on Facebook if you'd like to connect there, leave some reviews on Goodreads and all of that good stuff, and buy some books. <laughs> that's that's yeah, always yeah. You know that's always a suggestion Buy some books mm-hmm. But in any case thank you so much for coming to talk to us today love Yeah,
1: Thank you love
0: Thank you Alright Um, That was our special guest for the day Love Belvin and we were grateful to have her I do always enjoy our episodes With a guest And now I have no idea what to talk about now <laughs> i
1: know and i feel like she bought so much like she she dropped so many gems for us to you know listen to later and think about so
0: think about life reevaluate, right (laughs) but um go for it be yourself (laughs) i know that's right but um so you did you did have a release she mentioned it i did that's rehearsal it. for love you didn't you you didn't even give us the name of it last time did you when we, oh, after, we yeah. after we talked to phyllis i, I think don't you were think just so. being real you were being all vague and
1: <laughs> well that's because i didn't know when it was i mean i knew it was gonna come out by the end of the month but i didn't know like exactly when so but i did say they were dancers and that's still true so there's that <laughs> that's, true. that's true I guess that's fair um
0: <laughs> I had a release too oh. and <laughs> you did which everybody
1: I, should go by because it's a really great book don't do that I don't am do that. gonna do, that. <laughs> I'm gonna do um, that love told me to go for it so I'm just gonna go for it in life <laughs> so if I have to give you a comment I am
0: But the reason that I bring that up is because my little, uh, my little sensitive heart. I have not been reading my reviews, even after we just talked about that. Um, We just talked about that with Phyllis about, you know, about people claiming that they don't read their reviews. I'm I'm not going to claim that I'm not going to read the reviews, but. I read I read the first couple of reviews that came in. the review The reviews were fine. The reviews were fine. Um, it was actually a five star review that hurt my feelings. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I didn't read any more after that. Um, or I haven't read any more since then. But um, there, there was a critique in the review. The person still largely enjoyed the book. There was a critique in the review that was absolutely true. It was absolute. I'm not gonna say what the what the critique was, but it was absolutely true. And I knew it beforehand because I had even I had even messaged. I think I I think I told you, and I think I told a couple of other people, like, oh my God, this is wrong with this book. But I can't. I don't. I don't know what to change. I don't know what to do. You know, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know anything to do about that because this is true to the character. So I'm oh just gonna leave God. it so yeah there, it hurt my feelings that it was pointed out though even though I knew it was true You they just didn't <laughs> know that I'm you're still too close to this project Christina so leave this alone and I haven't looked at any movies since then
1: well do you want me to tell you if they're good or not just <laughs> joking well no i've glanced like i've
0: I've, I've glanced to see you know okay have i gotten any new ones you know what is the overall you know what is my overall ranking still i have looked at that i just haven't you know i haven't read the reviews like Mm -hmm. i don't know how many are are one star two star three star four star five star i have been purposely avoiding
1: that information well i understand that if you still feel too close to it
0: yeah, I think I'm I'm still too close to it, but
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm excited like to be by I, Like by the time I published rehearsal for love, like I was just so ready to get it out there that I don't feel close to it at all. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even know what it's about anymore. Not just <laughs> <laughs> And
0: that's that's usually where I am too. But I think that because I had you know a little bit of difficulty with this project, with put with getting pulling doubles out, and there was kind of some self imposed pressure there. You know, I was i I'm just kind of, you know, not really ready. <laughs> um but once once I'm fully immersed in the, the next project that I taught I talked about it a little bit um in the interviews. I think once I'm really fully immersed in that, one day, you know, I'm gonna be having trouble. I'm gonna be having trouble with that. And I'll say to myself, Okay, Christina, it's time to go read those reviews now. Mm-hmm. And I'll go read that and I'm I'm sure, you know, I'm I'm nobody's perfect writer. So I'm sure that out of you know the sixty something oh, reviews yeah, that it had ha- okay, I'm sure that out of the sixty something reviews that are there now, I'm sure that there's gonna be some negative ones, and i'm gonna go- I'm gonna get in your inbox and I'm gonna girl, love. look at this, look at this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. But it won't hurt
0: my it won't it won't really hurt my feelings. I'll just be like, uh really? But it won't really hurt my feelings anymore.
1: No, I, I no, you don't. cannot
0: draw on that. That's your sister's. Don't draw on that. Give it to me. I think that's it.
1: <laughs> on that
0: note, I think that that's I think that that's it. We can let the interview stand, and um, that is it for us for today. As always, thank you guys for listening, and we'll we'll be back at some point. With, with, Eventually. With more.
1: Eventually.
0: <laughs> with more. Girl, have you read? <laughs> I feel like we haven't done it in a long time. Next episode we're going to do it,
1: and we're going to get it right. That's right. Start like the day before, and then it'll be synced up. <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> cool. Alright, guys. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.